Police Chief Mark Elliott. Chief, thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. You have had, uh, boy, the last couple of weeks have been uh, kind of interesting. We've had some very interesting uh, events uh, that have happened, some incidents, I should say. Uh, why don't we start off? I'd like to talk a little bit about the uh, the incident at St. Olaf College where uh, the young man uh, was apparently uh, uh, gearing up to uh, have some type of attack. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know who, but it looked like some type of terroristic attack. Uh, get us up to date with that. Yeah, Jeff, certainly uh, a disturbing case for us. And uh, in that case, a uh, custodian had noticed um, packaging for high-capacity magazines or firearms magazines in the garbage uh, in the dorm area. So he alerted uh, appropriate supervisors and security about that, and they began looking into it. And, um, of course, they called us, and we assisted with that because you can't have... Uh, firearms weapons on college campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just about every college campus has rules against that. Um, and so throughout that investigation, uh, you know, a lot of stuff, as you mentioned, uh, disturbing. And um, we were talking off there a little bit about kind of a blueprint of those things that uh, get people worried, uh, especially with what we see in our community on a daily or in our in our country on a daily basis. So, um you know, that that packaging is what started out with uh, a search uh, of his room. He had a high-capacity uh, handgun magazine in there, more packaging for high-capacity rifle magazines, um, fireworks, propane canisters, and then some of the writings were, were pretty disturbing. Um, and, you know, I heard uh, his defense attorney make a comment about, you know, stuff being uh, taken out of context or, or something like that. And um i i can see any one of these things maybe being able to explain that but when you put them all together it's pretty disturbing you know writings about the most uh, effective way to kill someone if you shoot them writings about um or drawings rather about an exit plan with a blueprint or floor plan of a building on campus and uh, messages uh, to another person um, about procuring untraceable firearms. When you put all these things together, it's pretty easy for anybody that looks at an article or the charging documents on there to be concerned and say, it looks like someone is planning an attack. Boy, that, uh, you know, where do you go to from here? First of all, uh, a a very alert custodian uh, was able to find some of the information in the garbage can of all places, some of the packaging information with his name and address on that. And, uh, boy, that that person uh, is really a hero today, an unsung hero. I don't know who it was, but uh, thank you very much for doing that. Yes, exactly. Uh, Definitely um, someone who, you know, we talk about it all the time, the old campaign that started with the TSA of See Something, Say Something. Mm -hmm. And uh, we continue to use that today. It's very, very uh, appropriate to continue to use that obviously a simple reminder if you see something that you think is suspicious say something Uh, and that's everything from seeing someone pulling on 
car handle, car door handles in the parking lot or climbing underneath a car in our times of theft. So catalytic converters, just about anything. If you see something, say something to someone and let us go check it out. Maybe it checks out and it's nothing. Uh, someone's checking a issue with their car and we're able to determine that. But reporting that to authorities is certainly um, how we can prevent some of these bad things from happening. Um, some of these crimes. So we definitely applaud that custodian for coming forward and saying something. Let's talk about uh, the Northfield Police Department's relationship with the college and their security uh, divisions, uh, because they do a patrol campus uh, all the time, uh, though they're not, I don't know uh, what they're, le- if they can legally charge people or not, but can, can you speak a little bit about how you work with them and what the arrangement is? Yeah, so both campuses have uh, public safety or security departments, and those folks are what we would commonly think of as a security guard. Um, They have citizen arrest powers, the same as any other citizen would, but no police powers. Um, But they definitely are a good resource for security on campus, and they uh, patrol their campus. They're the eyes and ears out there on campus, making sure everyone's safe. And, of course, being employed by the campus, they enforce campus rules and policies and those type of things, which aren't necessarily laws. Um, But they also are a good conduit to us on the police department if they see something that is a legal issue. And um, so we have a good working relationship. We train with them. Our officers frequently interact with them, develop relationships so that they can uh, give us a call if there's something that uh, that we can assist with. Um, and, and they're really, I would say, proactive, especially on, you know, like a situation like this when you're talking about the potential for violence on campus. They receive training. They work with us on that. They know uh, some of our capabilities and uh, really want to be out there and try to help and assist us. But at the same time, they do understand they're not police officers and there's only a certain level that they go to. So, But they do notify us a lot. Uh, Northfield Police Chief uh, Mark Elliott is with us now. Uh, boy, you brought up another topic for another day, and that's what is a citizen's arrest. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that, but we don't have time to discuss that now. <laughs> I want to talk about, if you can kind of clarify a few things on the incident that happened, the high-speed chase just the other night involving the, uh, I don't know, it was Farmington Police or Dakota County Sheriff, or but it ended in Northfield, and it didn't end well. No, it didn't, and that was Tuesday night. It started about, uh, well, for, for our cars involved in it, it started about some 45. And uh, we had, uh, Farmington Police had, uh, call a report of someone who had threatened someone else with a gun from a vehicle and it's described as a dark colored SUV. It's my understanding uh, in the area of where this occurred, an officer went to stop this vehicle um, to investigate if it was involved. And the vehicle took off, didn't stop for the officer when they turned their lights on, ran a stop sign, and then the high-speed chase was on. A uh, person got onto Highway 3 coming south uh, and uh, continued from Farmington to Northfield. So um, we were alerted that it was coming into our city. Officers set up on the north end of town there uh, to assist if if needed. And the vehicle shortly after entering the city um, uh, tried to negotiate a turn to turn into those apartments there at 710 Highway 3 and wasn't was going too fast, couldn't negotiate that turn, ended up going up onto the grass and then crashing into the building. And right after crashing, the suspect got out and then took off on foot with officers chasing into the building, out the backside then of the 710 building and into the 720 building where the first officer 
uh, was able to confront the uh, the suspect, and the suspect assaulted the officer, uh, punching, hitting, throwing the officer, um, and uh, other officers uh, were a little bit behind that person uh, and uh, so got in there. And that first officer got injured pretty good, was still fighting with the suspect, but um, did end up receiving some injuries. Uh, other officers that arrived were able to take that person into custody and uh, arrest him. And uh, he uh, ultimately uh, was charged with uh, fleeing police, assaulting a police officer, obstructing legal process, and damage to property for the damage on the building. But certainly put many, many people's lives in danger with his with his actions. And that uh, suspect um, it was jailed in Dakota County Jail. Uh, Victor Cruz Puentes is 36 years old, and he's very familiar to law enforcement. Uh, unfortunately, he has shown a, a past history and propensity for uh, assaulting others. Um, just back uh, September 5th, we had a domestic assault in town here, um, and uh, he was charged by complaint for for that. And uh, back on September 19th, he had fled from Dakota County deputies who were trying to arrest him on an outstanding warrant and uh, got in a high-speed chase with them again and then again fled on foot from that. So uh, in jail is a good place for him right now. He obviously needs to change his ways if he's going to be a productive member of our Northfield community. Uh, So hopefully uh, a judge will set uh, appropriate conditions for him that allow him to have some time to think about changing his ways. Is, is he a Northfield resident, or does he have some ties to Northfield? Here? Uh, yes. He lists his uh, address there at 710 Highway 3. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we'll uh, see where that story goes. I guess there will probably be more when the charging and uh, uh, all the uh, the court comes around. Uh, but I want to talk to you about severe weather also. This is Severe Weather Awareness uh, Week uh, this week, and a good time for people to go through you know all the drills, the tornado drills and everything thing else that they need to go through is severe weather from from the off, uh, from a standpoint of uh, the Northfield Police Department uh, uh, tell us what you'd like to about that and what you are doing uh, the department is doing uh, to prepare yeah Jeff as you mentioned it is severe weather awareness week uh, and a good opportunity for all of us to uh, think about severe weather and how we respond to that um, because as as we know, if we plan for things, if we give forethought to things, when we find ourselves in an emergency, we're better prepared to handle that. And uh, today, uh, we'll be activating the sirens throughout the state uh, for severe weather so people can practice what they would do in that case. So at 145, and then again at 645 this evening, those sirens will sound. And uh, it's a good opportunity during the day. You know, most people work during the day. Uh, our, our kids are in school. Um, it's a good opportunity in those environments to think about where you would go if there's severe weather. And of course, uh, when we're talking about high winds, tornado type of activity that we see here in Minnesota, um, where would you go for shelter? And uh, obviously we have a lot of basements here in Minnesota, thankfully, an opportunity for people to get to the lowest level. So that's where folks should go. Um, If they can't interior part away from windows, um, that's the best part of a building to be in under a stairway um, in a bathroom or interior walls. Uh, Those are structures which are going to be more robust and a better place to be if we have uh, severe weather. Um, with uh, the evening one, it's a good opportunity for us to 
look at home and where at our home are, is a good place to go. Um, in uh, Northfield here, we have a couple manufactured home communities which have concrete storm shelters. Good opportunity for folks to go there, familiarize themselves where that is and to get into those shelter spaces. And uh, really an opportunity to have that discussion too. Uh, with our kids, with our, our roommates, or at work, with our coworkers, of where's a good place to go. And today we do have some unfavorable weather, I guess we'll put it that way, but but at this point there's no uh, severe weather in the uh, in the forecast. If there is, KY men will go on the air with that, uh, but we're not really expecting any. So the drills should go on, folks, if you do hear that. Uh, turn on your radio as well. Yes, we've been keeping a close eye on that. And at this point, we have um, showers and thunderstorms look like they may be moving through, but we don't have anything that looks like it would rise to a tornado warning or watch at this time. Yeah, and it's a good thing. And uh, we've got some rain coming down now. Really, you haven't had a whole lot of April showers. Had a lot more April snow than showers. <laughs> but uh, thank goodness the river has been uh, receding since it's... Uh, uh, its peak uh, just a couple of weeks ago, but we're just one good storm away from that going over its bank still. Yeah, tell us about the river flooding. Get us up to date on that. Yeah, Jeff, we are keeping a close eye on that. We're thankful we had some dry weather there and some colder temperatures that uh, allowed the uh, river levels to come down uh, a little bit. So we we're at 892.55 this morning, um, but we have come up uh, about a half a foot uh overnight and uh since yesterday uh late afternoon when we started or evening when we started getting rain we've had almost half an inch so we're keeping a close eye on that and how much rain we get um throughout the state we're seeing flooding in different areas a lot of that is related to uh the melt um and we've pretty much had all of our snow melt down here so mm -hmm. we're not seeing that right now but we are still watching very closely um to uh, our river levels, and depending on how much rain we get, we know that that could spike up again. Yeah, yeah. once again, we are in the Cannon River watershed uh, basin, and it's a big area. So they might get, you know, we've seen in the past where they get six, eight inches of uh, rain, you know, down Owatonna, from Mankato, and around in that area, Wasika. Well, all that feeds into the same river, which comes right through town. So even if we only get an inch or two, there's still a... A potential there yeah and like we've talked about before we really do keep an eye on the entire watershed mm -hmm. uh when we're doing our flood planning and forecasting all right uh chief anything else you'd like to mention you know i think it's it for today uh encourage folks to plan and uh, practice that emergency drill today that's what it's there for and uh, be prepared in case we do have something in the future all right thank you very much for joining us Northfield Chief of Police, Mark Elliott. You're listening to 95.1 FM at AM 1080, KYMN Northfield. we got Rich coming up in 2, Tim in 4. MNN is next. This news update is brought to you by Northfield Retirement Community. Rooted in Christian values, Northfield Retirement Community supports independence, dignity, and quality of life for the aging by providing innovative living options and services. At Northfield Retirement Community, making a